Hey guys, it's Kurt. And thanks again uh, for listening to Parenting Today. Uh, we are continuing our conversation uh, this week about uh, Avengers Endgame. Uh, we're joined by Joe Deegan and of course, uh, John and myself. Uh, we talk about, we're going to talk about uh, the social commentary of Avengers Endgame and how we use or leverage uh, this movie to talk about uh, the gospel uh, so I hope you really enjoy it. Uh, stay tuned to the very end where John doesn't know how to say the names of the movies and we, we get a little tickled about it, but I hope you enjoy it. Here's John, Joe, and myself. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is Kirk Cooper and we're at Parenting Today. Uh, we are continuing our conversation from Tuesday about Avengers Endgame, and this is your a reminder if you somehow you clicked on this accidentally that we are going to spoil the fool out of this movie. <laughs> so if you accidentally clicked on this and you haven't seen Avengers Endgame and you care about being surprised, you need to turn this off and go to your other podcast, whatever it is, or listen to some music. Um, I'm joined today, uh, as I was on Tuesday, with, by John Parrott. Hello, John. Hey, Kurt. And then also by RUF's Music Resource Coordinator, RYM. R, uh, RYM's music resource coordinator. Wow. Huge mistake. <laughs> Joe Deacon. My bad. Hey, Kurt. Uh, hey, and just for the record, Kurt is on the board of RYM as well. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> hey, hey it's, we'll just go ahead and re recover from that one. Uh, since we're talking about spoilers, did you guys hear, y'all know who LaShawn McCoy is? Yeah. Okay. Running back, right? Yeah. For the Bills? What, wasn't he with the Eagles years ago? He was. But now I'm he's waiting to see where this is going to go. Okay. He's getting John looks to make him not confident. <laughs> you don't have to do that, Kurt. It's already already there. Um, he he tweeted, I can't believe they killed Stoney Tark. Stoney Tark. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was the look, Kurt. You, you, you did it. Uh, yeah, he tweeted, I think, Friday night. I cannot believe they killed Tony Stark. Something like that. Like major spoilers. People got furious at him that, that he did that. Um, especially, I mean, leading up, you know, they had a kind of PSA from the, the cast of Avengers telling people, hey, don't spoil the movie. Encouraging people not to spoil the movie. LaShawn McCoy just, <laughs> but you know, just, yeah, ruins the movie for people. I did know about that. And also... Two things about that. One, uh, you can set up, I believe you can set up your Twitter or your social media to like avoid posts that have certain words in them um, to avoid spoilers. Like you could, but so Sean McCoy misspelled everything in the, in the tweet. And so it went through the filters. Mm. Um, and uh, because he said Stony Tark. See? No, he didn't say Stony Tark. He's he, he good. He was better than that. He just spelled Tony like T-O-N-E-Y, um, I think, or something like that. But, uh, yeah, all the more reason to not be on social media, guys. You don't get stuff spoiled for you. If That's you just true. Take a break. That's harkening back to our conversation last week with RUF Minister Richie Sessions. So, anyway. Okay, so how are we picking up today? You were finishing, or you brought up, was it the social commentary? Is that what you said? Yeah, it's like social, like su not subtle and not so subtle social commentary that happens in Avengers. And I, I'll talk. I'll I'll start with the most obvious one, which is 
the girl power moment of uh, the final battle uh, where uh, Captain Marvel uh, takes the, the gauntlet and she says she's not alone and all of the girl superheroes show up. And I, I am all for female superheroes and male superheroes. And I, I love the fact that, you know, we've got all these different, I know she's not in the Marvel universe, but Wonder Woman and, uh, you know, Valkyrie and all these cool superheroes. I thought that the way that they did that was actually a little insulting to women. Um, it was like, all right, it, it was so over the top to have all the girls all together that I felt like it's some, it was like, it, I don't know. I think first maybe we should just acknowledge the fact that three guys on a podcast talking about this is very, very dangerous. Let, let me say this and then throw is it back it, to you. Is, well, is, let me just it, say this real quick and then throw it back to you. I did hear a, you know, someone who says they're just a feminist uh, on a podcast say she did not like it either. She was bothered by it. So just saying, okay, that's a female perspective echoing what you're saying that yeah, you did not, I, but, but why do you think it's insulting? I guess, pick that up. Well, I, I think it's insulting for a couple of reasons. We've already established in, if we're talking about the Marvel canon, that apparently Captain Marvel is like, can't be stopped by anybody. Um, and she's a female and she's the most powerful of the good guys of the Avengers. So, um, and we've already established that like, um, that Valkyrie Thor's, um, Thor's, um, the person who Thor is going to hand everything off to, I don't know what you call that. Um, um, but that they're, that they're pretty awesome superheroes. Right. And it was almost like, um, it was almost like it was, it was virtue signaling is what it was. I felt like it was virtue signaling. It was like, look, we care about female superheroes. We already know that. And it was almost, it was kind of pandering a little bit to females. And, um, I, at least I felt it that way because all of a sudden it wasn't like they were part of the team and an important part of the team. It was like, Hey, we've got to mention that you're an important part of the team so that you know that you're an important part of the team. And it kind of felt a little, it just felt a little cheap. Um, I felt they could have done it. I felt that was one of the weaker parts of the end. And I felt that it, what they were trying to do was noble. And, but the way that they did it actually kind of undermined their message. That's all. That's all I thought. I thought, Okay. I mean, I was at the movie theater and several people like said out loud, like, this is the girl power moment. Um, and I think if you're really trying to have that, you probably don't want it to be that obvious or that subtle. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong about that. I'm willing to be corrected on that. I, I think that, you know, to add to what you just said, I think pandering might be a good word because there have been 22 Marvel movies and only one movie with a female lead. And then they're going to come in with this moment and, kind of say oh we we care about women but it didn't really feel consistent with what it's been for the past 11 years and and also they're kind of copying a moment from infinity war that i thought worked that moment when Scarlet ah. witch and black widow and okoye are in the trench mm -hmm. with the bad lady and i don't remember her name yeah and, um and you know they said well, she's not alone and that that moment worked it was it was subtle enough to feel like it was part of the battle and it just it, it felt right and I, they were kind of copying it and it just got out of hand a little bit it just kept mm -hmm. adding more and more uh, the, the other thing too i'll say from a 
writing perspective, I mean, this is kind of writing one-on-one is that you want to show, don't tell. Mm. And it, that just felt like a moment where they were telling us something instead of showing us something, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I thought that the most powerful, like female empowerment part of this movie was when Captain Marvel destroys the whole ship by herself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, everyone just, just bare hands. Yeah. Like, like everybody stops. Um, yeah. Like, like I'm all for the powerful female superheroes. I think, I think it actually works. Uh, when you show it, like in that scene, like it, instead of, telling me just show me how awesome captain marvel is and i'll believe it you know it doesn't doesn't thanos hit captain marvel with thor's hammer in the face and she just looks yeah. at him and when she does that or was his head, fist well he headbutts her and he, he cannot you know she's about to defeat him he pulls off one of the infinity stones in his other hand yeah punches her with that hand so it's the infinity stone he's able to to knock her off with that. But, but, but I mean, before he does that, he like hits her and she just looks at him like, no, that doesn't do anything. And yeah. that, and, that, and then he has to do that. He has to like do some, yeah, you're right. Power stone or something. I don't know. But, um, all that to say is that, um, I think these are important things to talk about with our students is like that there is, there are messages in this movie and they're good ones and they're bad ones in all movies. Right. Because they're telling a story and, what they're trying to tell in the story is like, look, um, women have an important role to play in this world and they have an important role to play in our own world. And that's a good message for us to hear. And even if they did it in kind of a ham handed way um, that's, you know, there's other messages being told as well. So that was just something I think that's going to be, I haven't read anything about this movie yet because I was, I just saw it last night and I was trying to avoid um, any kind of spoilers, but that's just something that I noticed that I thought was a little cheap. So I thought they could have done it better. You know, here I am, never made anything in my life. So, you know, I'm going <laughs> to criticize these people. But anyway. <laughs> you can do that, though. I think it's okay, Kurt. Okay. Thanks. Um, <laughs> no, and, and I think, you know, another theme to pick up on, and I guess this, this gets away from your social commentary. Did, did you, is there something else you want to pick up with that before we get into maybe another? No, I, I did appreciate, I did appreciate that they, um, we'll get off. Uh, the gender thing for a second, but I also did appreciate that, um, that Marvel, um, try is trying to diversify racially their superheroes. Although I would say that, um, there, there's still a lot of work to be done there. Um, you know, there's, I, I don't know if there's a ton of Asian superheroes or, um, in the Marvel universe or Indian, um, or Middle Eastern or whoever, um, superheroes, but I did, I did kind of think it was kind of cool that Captain America passed the shield off, um, to who I call Falcon. Um, so and that, wasn't that who he was before? And now he's gonna become the new Captain America. Um, and you yeah. know, he's obviously African American and that's really cool to see. I, I like that. I like that part. So, and I, I liked everything about Captain America's arc in this movie, uh, in the last hour. Um, I, I loved everything about that. So I thought that was kind of cool too. That even Thor passing off yeah. leadership of Asgard to Valkyrie. Yeah, exactly. Like that. Yeah. yeah, so I like that. I, I'm, I'm for that. Um, I think that's really cool that they're diversifying it. Um, yeah. And, and that's, I think that's something that you, that you really have to do. Um, and I think there's more that could be done there. Um, but, yeah, anyway, there's other yeah. things that I noticed. And side note there with Thor handing that off and also joining 
the Guardians. Um, I'm looking forward to to that to see what they do with that storyline because Guardians three. I mean, to me, shocker. I mean, one Thor Ragnarok was hilarious. I did not ah. see that coming, but then Thor's interaction with the Guardians is hilarious, and so hey. I'm just looking forward to that. But we need to say why is Thor Ragnarok <laughs> okay. hilarious? Why? Why is it? There's there's only one answer to this. And <laughs> Korg is it, yes. Korg. I've seen Thor Ragnarok three times. I haven't seen any Marvel movie more than twice. I, I will watch Korg do whatever he wants. I'm here for him. So um, <laughs> can, you, can you do an impersonation of him? Impression? I can't, and I'm terrible at impersonations. But I, if I could, I would. I would. This podcast would just be done. Talk before. like that all day long. <laughs> um, something too, just to, to as we're wrapping up the whole social commentary thing. I mean, this is definitely a point of discussion with with students. Do you do you guys remember all the way back at the beginning of the movie uh, when there's uh, like the self help group meeting together, mm-hmm. and one of the guys says he's gotten out and started dating again. Do you remember that? Yeah, and he da- he's da- he's obviously he's gay or he's yeah. homosexual or whatever. He's yeah, yeah, dating a, another man, and mm-hmm. that someone told me I think is the director of the yeah, movie. Yeah, it was. It was one of the Russo brothers. One of the Russo brothers. Okay. Um, anyway, that's just a point to to discuss. I mean, again, I thought I heard it the first time I saw it, and uh, when I went and took our our class to see it, all of our students noticed. All the students noticed it for sure, and so it's just it's a, a discussion to have there. Um, uh, something, a theme I wanted to pick up on is the theme of uh, grief and loss. I mean, I've already kind of talked about that on, on Tuesday, but the, the aspect that I think that is important to talk about with our students, not only should we echo the the movie and I mean, just, uh, you know, the memorial that is set up kind of right by the Golden Gate Bridge Mm. in uh, San Francisco. I mean, just, again, there's something about something that's hardwired in us of just to remember these people uh, that meant something to us and just that us being image bearers. But the point that I think we can discuss with students is how the characters deal with grief and loss. You know, like you think Captain America and Black Widow, them discussing how they're just telling people to move on, but then them even saying like they don't even believe that they're just kind of saying that because they need to kind of do that, but it's not really a right answer for grief and loss. Thor becomes an alcoholic and of course it's comedic and it, it is funny in the movie, but at the same time, we really think about it. It's not funny. And he, he doesn't know what to do. I mean, he chopped the head off of Thanos and he's still not happy. Then, well, I, thought, I thought Thor's storyline was very realistic. He was a guy who, you know, he didn't go for the head in infinity war. Okay. So everybody said he failed. He's dealing with that failure. And he gets this moment, which is really just kind of a revenge moment of mm. trying to atone for his own mistake when he chops Thanos' head off at the beginning. And then clearly you see in the five years later part, like that didn't work. He mm. wasn't satisfied with that. And it just spiraled into a depression, basically. Yeah. And then uh, to that point as well, as you're talking about vengeance, I mean, Hawkeye's character is so... Mm. Interesting. I mean, becomes this vigilante, I mean, you know, violent, just slashing people with a sword, killing people left and right. And again, not making him happy. And I mean, Scarlett, uh, that's Scarlett Johansson, sorry, Black Widow even talks to him and says, look, killing all these people is not going to bring your family back. Uh, But but again, just how these people, they don't have, these characters do not have an answer for grief and loss. Even, you know, as you look at Tony Stark, 
uh, him just going into hiding and retreating from, from all of it and just trying to protect his family um, mm. because he doesn't want to experience that. I mean, it's just an interesting theme that runs throughout the movie and has so many implications that play out, you know, throughout the whole, whole film. Uh, yeah. The, just that how different people deal with grief because not everyone deals with it the same way, you know, and some people like try to move on or try to encourage others to move on and other people just try to, if they're burned once bit, bitten twice shy, they try to protect everything that they have. So that part of it, like the fact that everyone was dealing with differently, but none of them were dealing with it very well. That part was done. I, I, I appreciated that part of the movie too. Mm-hmm. Anything else guys? I was going to say, what is like, if we had to say like the times in the movie where we were like, Oh yeah, this is awesome. All right. If you had to rank them, I've got a, I've got a, uh, I got a, I want to say uh, an upset special for what I think was my favorite part of the movie. Um, other than court. <laughs> <And I, laughs> but like a, a time when, uh, a time when you were like, obviously, I think the number one is when Captain America picks up the hammer. Yeah, that, the hammer. Everyone that's was just probably like, my number one. Let's yeah. go. And I think that's the rightful number one. And I don't think this moment is more of a, is better than that. But I think that it's closer to it than people realize. And that's this. When Scarlet Witch shows up in the battle. Yeah. And she tells Thanos that you took everything from me. And he goes, I don't even know who you are, which I thought was hilarious. All right. Because she's, you know, like kind of a fringe Avenger. You know what I mean? Like, um, uh, I thought that was awesome. And then she said, well, you will. And she started to fight. I was like, okay, I'm here for this. Like, I'm ready for the, uh, like, I, I just really enjoyed that. I thought Dude, that was. Well, can, can we nerd out for a second lines. and talk about the fact that Scarlet Witch was kicking his butt yeah. until he like yeah. started raining down. Easy. We don't say butt on here. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, he, he, he was he, he probably was put up he the had, strongest fight of anybody in that yeah. whole movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was at his greatest point of desperation yeah. because he sacrificed a lot of his army and everything. Just what did he say? Rain down fire or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he was about to be torn to pieces. Yeah, I just like that. I just like that she was like, "Well, you you are going to know." I I, I <laughs> felt like that was a very that was a fun little flex by her. So um, I I enjoyed that and I enjoyed the hammer. And I I think those are my two favorite. I can't think of another like, whoa, this is awesome situation um, in the movie. Uh, You know, you know what else was good getting to the emotional side of it was uh, Spider-Man and Iron Man hugging. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, what about, um, and maybe as we start to wrap this up, I want us to talk a little bit more about just how to help our, our students uh, think through this. But what about maybe funniest moment of the film for you guys? And maybe, uh, okay, sorry, Kurt, besides Corey, come on, come on, you got to give it a rest. But but also, um, most surprising character in the film of uh, from the standpoint of, wow, okay, this person was a bigger character in the movie than I thought, and I actually enjoyed them. Um, because, I mean, just thinking back to Infinity Wars, I'm not a big Infinity War. I'm not a big um, Doctor Strange fan, but he was he was good in Infinity Wars, War, and I enjoyed him. So what about in this one? Um, funniest moments as well as surprise character. Kurt's laughing. 
I just like that you keep calling it Affinity Wars. I know. Because you I can't know. stop. And you keep correcting yourself. And then you do it again. It's really fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you get older, you start adding S's to everything, I think. Uh, Walmarts. Yeah. Judd? I thought uh, I was surprised by the way they handled the Hulk's character by just basically combining Bruce Banner and the Hulk into one. And I thought he was actually really funny the whole time. You know, he wasn't quite as like, you know, impressive from a, like a superhero power standpoint, but he was a great character and I thought he was really funny and added a lot to every scene he was in. Just the open derision of Ant-Man is another one of my favorite parts yeah. of this movie. It's just how yeah. no one respects him. And yeah. like, because I, I, I think I even said on this podcast in a previous episode, like we're really scraping the bottom of the barrel when um, we're just cr making superheroes and I have no idea what they do. And I said Captain Marvel. I didn't realize that Captain Marvel is like the greatest superhero ever, apparently. Although I've got some problems with the plot of that. But um, just where was she when we needed her like earlier, you know? Um, yeah. but, she was, she was uh, fighting other wars, Kurt. Yeah, but – Not the, just our planet. Other Infinity Wars. Yeah. Brother – but other unimportant That's why it's plural. Yeah, she wasn't she wasn't at the one war where half of all living things were killed. So, you know, you know, let's prioritize, okay? Half Kurt, so you don't even know the amount that, that's out there. I mean, they, they they talk about this in the movie because people like us want to point out where was she? It, you know, they just try to explain it away. That's where she was. Um Wait, yeah. I don't understand. What did I not what what do I not understand? Ha only the war on earth was the one that killed half of all living things in the universe, not anywhere else. I still, I, she, Captain Marvel has to, has to explain where she is. And the ex explanation that's given is not satisfactory in my opinion. You gotta <laughs> be here for that. You know, look, you, you're gonna go absent in game seven of the finals. You, you know, all <laughs> out. All right. So, um, but yeah, just the open derision of Ant-Man and like, okay, buddy, like you can be big and small. Like <laughs> they're all, <laughs> he was a, he was a surprise character to me I, I i don't know if i'd say he's my my favorite obviously korg but um he was just a surprise that i mean i like paul rudd he's funny he's a good actor he, yeah he had some some good humor some good serious moments i mean he was an important character obviously i mean the, kind of the entire plot hinged on him coming back by a rat a rat bumped the control panel and brought him back from from the what's the place the phantom zone is quantum realm quantum realm <laughs> sorry <laughs> phantom zone is that in another movie yeah it's the phantom zones <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> um there is phantom zone that's somewhere guys um singular okay joe funniest part surprise character to you and then, but I mean, I, he already said the Hulk. Are you paying attention, John? Oh, yeah. I, no, yeah, honestly, though, I just part. didn't want to repeat Kurt, but Korg is, you know, one of my favorite characters, too. I, I'm going to have to side with Kurt on that. Uh, we just can't get enough of him. I like, I was really disappointed that it was his only scene. Like, I, yeah. he, he adds so much because yeah. he's just so matter of fact. His tone is so matter of fact. And he's just like, nothing is a big deal to him. Like, <laughs> and, and just the, the tone of his voice does not match. I mean, when he first speaks, the first time you, you heard him in Ragnarok, I mean, you're thinking, okay, did not see that one coming. Which, again, surprising. Think, isn't, 
Isn't that James Gunn? Isn't no, that's the, the director. Um, I, of, I can't pronounce the name. Wakiti, the, the director of Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, is I, it, I just got disconnected. Did you know you're still there, Kurt? Your, your screen's locked up, but we can hear your voice. Yeah, it's the director of Ragnarok. But, you know, that was one of the highest rated uh, Marvel movies. You're surprised Korg wasn't in more of it. Um, so, look, we need, we need to start wrapping this up. I don't know if Kurt is still with us or not or if he's going to jump back on. Um, but I think maybe as we wrap this up, kind of ending on, and this I think will help us talk to our students and children, what, what is the appeal of this movie uh, to teenagers? Uh, Kurt, you're back with us. Uh, the, the question I asked, I don't know if you're with us when, when I asked it. Um, just to wrap this up, what, what is the appeal of this movie to our students and, and children? What, what is it that's going to draw them to this movie? Uh, what, is, what are they going to leave with? I mean, we're thinking kind of a worldview here. How is this making an impact on them? Just helping us think of, okay, talking points with our students and good and bad that we can kind of wrap up. Um, I think one of my favorite things about the, not just this movie, but the whole Marvel series is that it proves that we need saving and there is a hero out there who is bigger and more powerful than us that can do that. I think that's a great uh, story. That, he does it, and to add to that, he does it at great cost to himself. Yeah. 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 I think that's good. I mean, just the, the longing for, you know, redemption. I mean, the movie begins kind of in the garden, you know, that's where Thanos went, went, he, he wanted mm. to go to the garden and just him you know, picking fruit and boiling it over, you know, uh, a wood uh, fire, you know, th th there's this primitive aspect that he kind of retreats to and he's just wanting to kind of get away from it all. And so just that, that longing that's in Thanos is in, in all of us. And um, just like you said, uh, the redemption that's, that's purchased ultimately through Christ. And it's, yeah, it's interesting that that's just thing that runs through there. And uh, yeah, these characters longing for it and trying to explain it. So yeah, I think that's a good, good draw uh, to, to hit or a good theme to hit on for, for our students. Anything else you think they'll walk away from? Uh, I mean, maybe more some, some negatives. I think. Drawing a blank. I think we lost Kurt. He was texting me. Sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, Kurt, <laughs> we did. <laughs> we did. So this we is cut. a joke. We'll no, it's out. not a joke. Yeah, it's fun to edit good. this, by the way. That's really helps helps <laughs> me out. My connection um, is kind of messed up, and I was yeah. just saying we were about to run out of time. I was trying to text you and say that, but no, I think our students. I don't know what negative our students are going to take away from this, but I. Um, I like what Joe said. I think, I think the reason our students are going to see it is because everyone is seeing it. And uh, I think people go and see it. Even last night I went with some students and one of them hadn't even seen infinity war. Um, hadn't seen infinity wars either. And, uh, and, uh, and he just went because he fell asleep like right at the end. Um, which is hilarious. Right when um, the battle starts. <laughs> well, like toward the end of the battle though, he had fell asleep and we messed with him and told him all the stuff that happened that didn't happen. But, uh, but uh, I think people just want to see it because everyone else has seen it and they just want to be a part of it. Um, and 
I think that's telling in and of itself is that a lot of our students are engaged in stuff where they're like, they don't even know why it's important or if it's good. They're just like, Hey, everyone else is doing it. So I'm going to do it too. There's no harm in it. And um, anyway, that's a point to talk with our students as well. Yeah, that's good. Well, look, I know we've spent a lot of time talking about it. So I think we're, we're done unless Joe or Kurt have any final comments they want to make. All right. Well, guys, this was fun. Joe, thanks for being willing to, to join us, especially just letting everybody know behind the scenes. This was very last minute. I called Joe early this morning, and uh, he was willing to, to jump on and record this. So fun conversation. Hopefully, um, parents, this will encourage you to, to have conversations with your children just about movies, not just in games, uh, but um, – <laughs> In games. <laughs> I did that on purpose, actually. No, I did. No, you did it. I know I didn't. I'm, just trying to, I, I'm becoming so paranoid of saying it wrong that I just got it wrong. I was thinking hard about that one. I was like, yeah, it does have this. Okay. And also have conversation with our students. <laughs> so I'm probably going to have to re-record this. Anyway, it was it's fun, okay. guys. I'll take, I'll take us out, John. It's Hope, fine. No, no, we're done. Hope you guys have a We will continue to have other podcasts in the future, even though this one just derailed. Have a good one, guys.